Our gospel reading this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 13, verses 3 through 5 and 12 through 17. I invite you to stand in body or in spirit for the reading of the gospel. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. After he had washed their feet and had put on his robe and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord. And you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example, that you should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their masters, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. The word of God for the people of God. Please be seated. Thanks, Maria. Friends, would you join me in a moment of prayer? Gracious God, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be found faithful in your sight. For you and you alone are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. Well, this morning we are continuing with our hospitality sermon series. This is week three out of five, where we are reminding ourselves and reinforcing for our community what it means to be a church that is inherently outward-focused instead of inward-focused. Now, for those of you who haven't been here uh, for the past two weeks, I want to just do a quick recap of the ground we've covered so far to set us up for today. Two weeks ago, we started the series by talking about how we are sent into the world to be Christ's ambassadors. And I love that word, ambassadors, because it reminds us that the love and the invitation that we share with the world is not our own. It is God's. And it is an invitation that we have first received, and we have this great gift of being representatives of God's hospitality in the world. Last week, which was also Pentecost Sunday, Pastor Maria taught us about how the Holy Spirit empowers each and every one of us with unique gifts for hospitality. There is no one here that can say that they are not gifted to be hospitable. There is nobody who can say, oh, I'm not extroverted enough for that. Because the Holy Spirit empowers us, infuses us with energy, strength, and gifts to be that ambassador for Christ's love in the world, okay? It's not by our own strength or our own courage, although that helps. It's by the Holy Spirit that empowers us. This is what Pentecost reminds us of. So today we are taking a turn down into the dirt to talk about feet. 
More specifically, we are turning to that wonderful passage that Maria just read for us, where Jesus washes the dusty, crusty, musty feet of the disciples. It's going to be fun. Now, this passage we often read during Holy Week, those days right before Easter, but we're reading it today because there's a profound lesson for us when it comes to hospitality. Now, I have lived in a college dorm, a male college dorm, so I know what stinky feet are all about. But I want you to just imagine for me a moment, 2,000 years ago, before the advent of asphalt and paved roads, how dry and cracked, calloused the feet of these disciples would have been. I'm going to guess there was probably some hanging toenails that that were not very well kept. They didn't have toenail clippers back in those days. But that doesn't keep Jesus away. That doesn't deter Jesus. And in this beautiful scene in John chapter 13, a scene that echoes the creation narrative. Remember Genesis chapter 2, where we see God kneeling in the dirt and forming humanity out of clay. Jesus also kneels in the dirt and washes his disciples' feet one by one in an act of profound service and hospitality. Our God kneels. Now, back in those days, washing feet would not have been an uncommon practice. In fact, it would have been just as common as us washing our hands before we eat. I hope you wash your hands before you eat. And back in those days, it was common practice when you would come inside from outdoors, you would wash your feet. And the host would often have a bowl of water, much like I had here for the kids. And the invitation for any guest coming inside was to wash your feet because they would have been dusty, musty, and crusty from being outside. And it was most often that people would have to wash their own feet. And if you were lucky, there might have been a servant of the household who would wash your feet for you. But this was always done before the meal, because this was kind of just personal hygiene, basic personal hygiene. So the idea of foot washing is not unusual here. But what is unusual, and remember, we, also, we always want to pay attention to the unusual part of the story because that's where Jesus is trying to teach us something. The unusual part of the story comes when Jesus gets up, not before the meal, but in the middle of the meal. And he kneels down in the dirt and washes the feet himself. One by one, he takes the time to do it. Now, this wasn't for personal hygiene. He wasn't saying, oh, you forgot to wash your feet when you came in my house. Now it's time to do it halfway through the meal. That's, that's not what's going on here. Jesus is trying to convey something far deeper to us. Jesus is revealing something pivotal, foundational about his message that we ought to serve one another because our Lord, our teacher, and our God is one who is unafraid to bend down in the dirt and serve us first. See, Jesus never asks us to do anything 
that God is not willing to do first. Think about it. If Jesus were to tell us to go and welcome the stranger, invite the broken, heal our communities, be hospitable, but was not willing to do it himself, who among you would follow him? Now, anybody who has studied leadership knows that one of the the key ways to build trust uh, from the people who follow you is to model the way. If, if you are a leader and you tell your people to stay late on a Friday afternoon or come into work on a Saturday morning, but you don't also come in, you stay at home, those people are not going to want to follow you. In fact, the leading leadership scholars say that one of the key ways that leaders cultivate uh, their credibility is by modeling the way by setting an example, by showing the people who follow them that they are willing to do the thing that they are asking them to do. Good leaders practice what they preach. But of course, Jesus, he's not just modeling for us best leadership practices. Although it is cool, I think, that time-tested best practices always model the ways of God. But Jesus is showing us something more. Because Jesus doesn't just come to tell us about God. Jesus comes to show us. And by kneeling down in the dirt and serving his disciples, by washing their feet one by one, he shows us that our God is a God who serves just as much as a God who saves. He's showing us that the way to be saved is to be served and then to serve others. And he's revealing to us this foundational truth. This is why in the most intimate moments with his disciples, on that last night that he's with them, he shows the way for his disciples. And he shows the way for us. That as people who have been served by the mercy of Christ, we too must serve others. Jesus makes it very plain. He says, if I have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. Don't be mistaken. Servants are not greater than their masters. And if our leader, our teacher, our Lord models for us this way of loving hospitality by kneeling down in the dirt, we also ought to model the way and follow Jesus to take on that posture of humility, a posture of hospitality. It's part of our commission. It's part of our life. And friends, it's not optional. It's not optional to be hospitable because Jesus shows us the way and he says, do as I have done to you. Now, I want to show you a clip uh, from a movie that came out a few months ago. It's called Jesus Revolution. And uh, this particular clip kind of was on my heart this week because it displays how profound radical hospitality can be when we follow the example of Jesus. Now, just a little bit of context for those of you who haven't seen the movie. Uh, The year is 1968. And Pastor Chuck Smith's church uh, in Southern California is, is about to close. 
There's less than 30 people in attendance. Nobody knew is coming, and, and, and the church is about to die. And Pastor Chuck has this reputation for being very stern, very serious, um, and very traditional. And remember, this is 1968, and some of you were, were alive during that time, and this is in Southern California. So, and this is based on a true story, actually. So there comes a moment where some young people, some people might call them hippies, start to come to Pastor Chuck's church. And because Chuck is very serious and stern, he bristles and is like, you guys aren't welcome. This isn't, this isn't what we're about. But eventually, Pastor Chuck begins to have a change of heart. But not everybody in the congregation is as enthusiastic as Pastor Chuck is about welcoming the young hippies to the dying congregation. Now, for those who are tuning in online, unfortunately, we can't show the clip on the streaming, uh, but if you Google search Jesus Revolution foot washing scene, you'll find it, I promise. But for those of us who are here, let's take a watch and see what happens when Pastor Chuck tries to follow the example of Jesus.
Let the one who can hear come. Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life freely and come. What a radical act of hospitality. It was a little bit outrageous, a little bit audacious. But don't miss the posture of Pastor Chuck as he was washing those young people's feet. He took on the same posture as God at creation and the same posture of Jesus in John 13. He kneeled down in the dirt. And I hope you heard in his voice and you saw in his face the love with which he was serving those young people. It wasn't a us and them. It wasn't a have and a have-nots kind of situation. It was the love of Christ welcoming these people who were hungry to hear the word of God. Later on in John 13, Jesus makes it clear for us, just in case we miss the point, he tells the disciples, love one another as I have loved you. Friends, are we ready to kneel down in the dirt? Are we ready to welcome the stranger with acts of radical hospitality? Are we ready to bend down like Jesus did and take on a posture of humble service for the sake of relationship with our neighborhood and hospitality? Now, I'm not saying you're going to see me next week by those doors with a towel and basin there on the ground. We don't live in a culture of foot washing. That doesn't have a lot of significance. But I've thought a lot about this these last few days. What could be a modern equivalent? What could be a modern way that we embody the same tender love and care that Jesus showed his disciples? And the same answer keeps coming back to my mind. Maybe it's not about washing feet, but maybe one of the ways is about washing clothes. Washing clothes. Now, you might remember last year at Vacation Bible School, our children, many of you here, raised over $5,000 for laundry relief in Wichita. That money was able to provide free laundry services for about 1,000 people. And we were so inspired and moved by the vision of our children and by the nonprofit project Laundry that's based here in Wichita. We began to look for ways that we as a church could, could partner in this ministry. And as we began to search and dig a little bit more, we discovered that uh, right across the road at Good Shepherd Episcopal Church, they host a monthly laundry relief program at the Spring Clean Laundry just two miles south of here on Ridge Road. Two miles south of here on Ridge Road. (laughs) Whatever, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) There are over 35,000 laundromats in the United States, in case you didn't know, and the one closest to us is the Spring Clean. And Good Shep, on the second Tuesday of every month from 6 to 8 p.m., they go down and they offer free laundry for anybody in the neighborhood who wants it and needs it. Well, after many months of conversations with the good people at Good Chef and the owner of the laundromat, we have decided at Aldersgate to join in this partnership. So I'm very happy to tell you that beginning in June, on the fourth Tuesday of every month, Aldersgate is going to be partnering with Laundry Love 
which is a lot like Project Laundry, except it's a national group. They have 250 locations all over the country. And we're going to be providing free laundry for anybody who needs it and wants it. Now, I was talking to the director of operations for Laundry Love uh, just this past week as she was kind of getting us up to speed. And I loved one of the things that she told me about this. She said that Laundry Love is not the goal. It's the beginning. Now, what does she mean by that? What she meant is that it is a great and a good thing to offer free laundry for people who are on tight budgets. And that's what we're going to be doing alongside the people of Good Shepherd on the second and fourth Tuesdays of the month. But ultimately, the power of this ministry, the power of this partnership is going to be in the relationships that are built and in the hospitality that is extended to our neighbors in that same loving posture of service that Jesus models for us in John chapter 13. It's not a posture of us and them. It's not a posture of we are the saviors because we have the money. No, it's a posture of humility and gratitude that breaks down societal and economic and cultural divides. It's, it's a posture that turns strangers into friends, that builds relationships in our own backyard by extending love and hospitality. Friends, I have a vision for Aldersgate that after a few months of us doing laundry love together, there will be some of you in the pews who will know our regular neighbors by name. That when you come to a laundry love on the fourth Tuesday of a month and somebody walks in the door, you'll be able to say, hey John, it's good to see you tonight. Do you want a big washer or a small washer? This is the vision, friends. It's not just about handing out money or helping people wash their clothes, although this is helpful. It is about following the example of Jesus who says, because I have served you, you must serve others. Now, in closing, uh, I want to share a little bit more about Pastor Chuck. Because not long after Chuck Smith began washing the feet of young hippies outside of his church, Calvary Chapel in Southern California began to grow. In fact, it grew so fast that they had to move out of the, their building and into a tent. But even that grew to be too small, and eventually the Calvary Chapel uh, movement became an international movement, now an association of over 1,800 churches countless people, especially those who did not at first feel welcomed in the church, have had a transformational experience with Jesus Christ through that ministry. And it all began with a single act of washing stinky feet. What could start among us? It's the people of Aldersgate with a single load of laundry and some stinky clothes. Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs>